Okay. Shalom uvracha to all. Thank you so much for joining for our weekly Sichas Aran Shir. And it's a special privilege that we are able to be learning two weeks in a row. Because the past couple of weeks, every week was something else. And some weeks we learned and some weeks we weren't able. But now we're back into a rhythm and it's just fantastic. Um, because I personally need an infusion of this every week. And it's such a privilege to join together, to delve very deeply into Avodah Hashem, and to learn and to journey through Rabbi Nachman's teachings with you. So thank you for being a part of it. Let me share my screen. And let's jump into the sources that we have. Siyat HaDashmaya. Okay. So let's first begin with a source that is related to last week's shir, which was a shir on Hespoididus. And we spoke a lot about personal prayer, and we didn't have enough time to see the other sources that we had appended to that particular teaching from Sicha Saran, which we learned last week, um, Samach Ches. So this week we're going to get to Samach Tes, but let's first take a look at this teaching, uh, which is also related to this week's parsha and the, the concept of the Mishkan, which we'll speak about now. That is found in Kitzur Lekutim Maran Beis Oisvav. So Kitzur Lekutim Maran was one of the Svarim written by Reb Nassin, was Rabbi Nachman's primary disciple. And Reb Nassin basically took each teaching in Lekutim Maran and he stripped away all of the technical connections and all of the more um, heady kind of intellectual ins and outs of, of each lesson. And he just presented the basic teachings, the advice that comes out from each paragraph of the respective teachings in a very clear way, in a way that's shavala nefesh, in a way that's very accessible, far more accessible than actually opening up the Sefer Lukutimran, which can be very, very daunting. So for a lot of people, this Sefer Kitzu Lukutimran is a great introduction to the Sefer Lukutimran in and of itself. Although it's impossible to fully grasp the magnitude of a teaching in Lukut Maran just from seeing the corresponding entry in Kitzur Lukut Maran because certain parts won't exactly make sense. You won't be able to, to, um, to, to track the connections between one idea and the next. It's missing a lot of the textual bonds and links that Rabbi Nachman's whole Torah is based on. Like he said, all of my Torahs, he says, is all built on this concept of links linked words, linked concepts, aspects in which one concept is related to another concept, all of that is taken out from Kitzur Lukutimaran. And so sometimes as you're learning it, you can't really follow the flow. So it's very important to recognize and realize that it's a very truncated version of what Ibn Achman gives over in the Sefer itself, but it's still very valuable as an entry-level work to be able to get the toichen, the actual content, what we can take away from these very glorious and very complex teachings in the Sefer Lukutimaran without getting lost in the details. So that's the Sefer Kitzel Kutamaran, and this is an entry in the second teaching. And as you can see from some of my notes over here that I wrote in on top of the Hebrew words, this was 
in the early days of my starting to learn these kinds of svarim, I wasn't familiar with Hebrew yet, and so I was following along, either looking up from a dictionary or a translation, and I was writing in uh, the, the translation. So it's very precious for me to see this. And um, these were the formative teachings that I started with in the very beginning that have made such a tremendous impact in my life, a transformational impact. And it's, uh, it's such a schus that I'm able to spend the bulk of my time sharing these teachings with others. It's such a privilege. And it's such a schus that we get to learn them together. So ashrenu, amish ashrenu. So let's take a look at what the tzaddik says over here. Again, this relates to what we had learned last week about espoidados, about personal prayer. A very important nekuda of chizuk, which I mentioned last night in Ashir as well, which will hopefully be posted at some point. Um, that also relates to the building of the Mishkan. And so it's particularly relevant for this week's parasha, parasha's Truma, as we begin to learn about the donations that were given and the construction of the Mishkan. And so Rabnasin writes the following, If a person goes ahead and spends so much time davening, and spends time in personal prayer, days, and years, many, many, many days and years, constantly, consistently showing up and davening and expressing his or her yearnings and desires to grow in Avodah Hashem, different things that we want to materialize in our lives. But despite all of this commitment to growth and to learning, and, 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 or rather to tefillah, to davening, both the actual tefillahs as well as the informal personal prayers, he can see in his own life, it doesn't seem that any of the tefillahs are helping. The person still perceives, again, him or herself as still being very far. And it can appear to such a person, it's almost as if Hashem is ignoring him. HaKadosh Baruch is concealing his face from that person. And this can be an incredibly discouraging experience, obviously, it goes without saying. After all the effort that we're putting in, we'd like to see how a little bit by little bit it adds up. And we see that we're developing and we're growing and we're having breakthroughs. And sometimes it could be a very long journey of days and years where we don't feel anything. And not only don't we feel anything positive, chas v'shalom, a person can perceive to be experiencing HaKadosh Baruch Hu pushing him away. Or ignoring him. Demonstrating that Hashem, chas v'shalom, as it appears, is not interested in this person's service, is not responding to the person's tefillahs. Says Reb al chas Do not make the mistake of thinking that Hashem is not listening to his tefillahs, that Hashem is not attentive, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not very, very, very closely listening to each and every one of our utterances, the words that we emit out of our mouths when we daven. But a person should believe very powerfully and strongly with a total faith that Hashem is listening and is very deeply hearing, umakshiv, and focusing, called dibur v'dibur shal called tefillah utchina v'sicha, every word of tefillah, every expression that we're davening, that we're offering up to Hashem. And here are these powerful words, ve'ein shum dibur ne'evod, chas v'shalom. There's not one word of prayer that goes to waste. There's not one word of espoidus, of tefillah, that isn't lovingly tucked away in a place where they're embedded within the bedrock of, re, of, of eternity. It's there forever. 
The fact is and the truth is that each and every word that we utter out of our mouths in the context of tefillah makes an impact little by little. Ma'at, ma'at, which is of course reminiscent of Rabbi Akiva's rock with the water dripping down onto it is one drop and another drop. This is the way that Avodah Hashem works. You don't see the efforts materializing in overt results right away, and sometimes you don't even see them maybe in this lifetime ever. But chas v'shalom, that does not mean that something isn't being constructed. That's where we're going to get to the Mishkan in a minute. That something isn't being accomplished. Each and every word, says Reb Nassim, called slowly but surely, it's having its impact. And it's awakening HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mercy, bit by bit. It's rectifying the world. It's bringing ourselves to a better place. Like we said last week, right? Certainly at the end, at the end, it might take a very long time. We'll see benefit from this. We'll see benefit, and we interpreted last week, soif kol soif doesn't just mean at the end of the day. It means when we can put an end to the kind of thinking that obsesses over there needing to be an end, a result, a product, soif kol soif, put an end to that kind of thinking. Recognize tefillah is not a means toward an end, it's an end unto itself. The very act of prayer, irrespective of what led up to this moment or what might follow this moment, just this moment in and of itself is worth the whole world being brought into creation. It's for this moment of conscious contact alone. That's the essence of life. That's the essence of man. As Rashi tells us, why did a Kurdish Baruch who create man? There was something missing in the world. What was missing, says Rashi? There was no one there to pray for the, for the grass to grow. There was no one to be makir, the necessity of this world to contact a higher reality in order for it to develop its ultimate potential. Rav Nassim says, clearly, the binyan to Kedusha, this holy building that we're slowly but surely building, it's not finished. We're building a doorway. And so we want it to happen right away and we're asking HaKadosh Baruch just let me, let, let me access you, let me access holiness. And HaKadosh Baruch is saying, you are accessing me. You are accessing holiness, but it's a process. And the process isn't just removed from the result. It is what formulates the result in this beautiful construct, construct literally, of constructing a doorway. We are constructing something. But slowly but surely, bit by bit, the doorway is being constructed. And then, when it's complete, we walk in. Over a voice, Hayam Says Reb Nassim, with the passage of many days and many years, and he uses a strong lesson here, if a person won't be an idiot, a fool, what does it mean fool? What does it mean folly? What does it mean to be foolish in this context? To become discouraged. Says Reb Nassim, it's foolish. It's a folly, it's a shtus, it's a shigoyan to become discouraged. This relates to what we learned in a previous year again about a person that is not privy to levels of normalcies, acting in crazy ways. And Rabbi Nachman taught if you can only connect to a sane person, to a tzaddik, then the tzaddik will let you know that you don't, remember, you don't have to act in this way. 
And this is what the tzaddik says to us. You can go free. You don't have to act this way. You don't have to become bound and limited by your apparent successes or your apparent failures. Lo yetipesh. Don't, don't act like this fool. Don't become discouraged in any way. Find strength. Encourage yourself. No matter what. Day in and day out. Keep on coming back. Keep on davening because the tefillah in and of itself is accessing great, great levels of dveikos, of connection to Hashem. And is accomplishing a great amount even if we don't see the overt result manifest in our lives. The tefillah itself is accomplishing. As I they read and says Rav slowly but surely, through the many prayers and the many different tefillahs, and we spoke last week about finding different ways of davening and expressing what we want and speaking to Hashem, eventually, Hashem's mercy heats up, it warms. Hashem is barach yifne elav. And there becomes a time, there comes a day when HaKadosh Baruch Hu turns toward him. The Ya'ir Lai Panav, or Hashem shines the light of his face toward that person. And in the merit of the great Sadiqim that like Rabbi Nachman teaches in this Torah, which Rabbi Nachman is basing himself off, that Sadiqim are the ones that take all the different tefillahs and they, they put the whole thing together. So in the merit of those great tzaddikim, and that's why it's important to bind yourself to tzaddikim before you daven. There's a breast of composition where you can actually say before tefillah, you can bind ourselves to the tzaddik. We're going to learn about that also in Sicha Saran. And it wasn't just Rabbi Nachman who spoke about this, as we're going to see, because some people think that it's a very radical thing. But you see the Chassam Soifer, we're going to learn the sources inside, the Chidah, the Chassam Soifer. Many other tzaddikim spoke about the importance of connecting ourselves in our individual, in, in, in our individualized, um, branched off souls to the root of all souls, which is called Rebbe, which is Rosh Hashanah's Rosh B'nai Yisrael. In so doing, those Sadiqim are able somehow to take our tefillahs and to, and to put them together. Not that we need them as in some kind of in, in between, like an emissary. We're davening to Hashem alone. Chaz we're not davening to Sadiqim. We speak to HaKadosh Baruch. We have a direct relationship with Him. But insofar as the construction of this grand building and this grand palace of the revelation of the Shekhinah in the world, that's the job of the Tzaddik. And so in the Koyach, in the merit of these great Sadiqim, there comes a time when the doorway has been constructed and we haven't been so foolish as to give up but we keep on coming back and we find the strength to realize it's not about me and it's not about my madrigas that I want for myself because Rabbi Shalom, you know, I, 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 I so deeply want this because it's so hard for me to live otherwise. There's different kinds of Mesir nefesh. Sometimes showing up again and again, trying again and again and not seeing results and not giving up is also a form of Messias Nefesh. And when we're able to do that, what we're telling HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, Hashem, you have an ASIC with, with my striving. It's your business. I don't know what you need this for. I'm doing the best that I can. You know that I am. You know that I am. 
And our mom is trying. And, I, and with all of my heart and all of my soul, I want that my life should be consecrated to you. I want that the ego should be clear. I want that I should become transparent, that my life should be filled with the illumination of you, which is the illumination of health and the illumination of a, heaven, of a heavenly light of balance and of das and perspective. And I'm not able to, but I don't give up. I believe, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that my efforts are also contributing to the rectification of the world, even though it doesn't seem to be playing out in the way that I thought it would or that I think that it needs to, but it's not for me. It's for you and I shall keep on trying, keep coming back again and again, tefillah after tefillah, day after day, and in the schus of the tzaddikim, something glorious happens eventually. But only if we engage in a spodidus and tefillah with the attitude of soif kol soif, his spodidus as an end unto itself and not simply as a means. The reason why this is relevant to the Mishkan is that Rabbi Nachman finds a source for this idea that the tzaddikim are the ones that take all the tefillahs and they put them up. The tzaddik, Rabbi Nachman, learns this in Tarabes, which Rabbi Nachman is basing himself off. In Kitzel Rabbi Nachman says that's the, the side of what it means that each and every member of Am Yisrael contributed, like we learn in this week's parasha, each and every member of Am Yisrael contributed something toward the Mishkan. Rabbi Nassim, in the first teaching of the Kutei Allah, is so beautiful. Rabbi Nassim learns that each Jew contributes his or her Nekuda Toiva, his or her good point. And each one of us is brought to the world to reveal something sweet and beautiful and unique and, 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 and precious in a way that no other Yid is able to do so. That's what the Mishkan was. Every Yid came with his or her Nekuda Toiva, called Nadiv Libai. It wasn't just a consecration of funds because we had to give Meiser and it was the end of the year and we, you know, tax season. But because inside we gave our heart. So each one of us contributes. And then those that are skilled take the contributions and they utilize these materials to put together different parts of the Mishkan. But says Rabbi Nachman Ganaleinu, only the tzaddik can take all of those different parts and put the Mishkan up. By Yakam Moshe Esha Mishkan. Moshe is the one that takes everything that's been done and that's why our avodah matters. The tzaddik is not serving Hashem, serving Hashem for us. It's our avodah. It's our contribution. But the tzaddik's job is to take all those different pieces, put them together, and erect this mishkan, this dwelling place for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. in our lives and in the world more generally speaking. This is what the Indian of the mishkan is by Yakam Moshe Esam Mishkan. And like we said in our shir Mantar Beis in Lekut Imran, which is this teaching which we have on SoundCloud. Over there we said that there's a Medrash Tanhuma where HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe Rabbeinu because Moshe says, I can't do it. I can't put the Mishkan up. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you're right, you can't. Pretend as if you are and I'll be the one putting it up. And so this gives us just another level of chizik. It's, it's not some radical teaching about going through the tzaddik and the tzaddik is some kind of messenger and in between and, and, meet, and you know, intermediary. It's, it's all Hashem, because the tzaddik is a dimyan, the tzaddik doesn't exist. The tzaddik is Yisoid, Yisoid doesn't have a midah unto itself, it's a channel. The, the, the Indian of Yisoid is to channel HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence down to Am Yisrael and to draw Am Yisrael up through the guidance of the tzaddik and the Torah of the tzaddik and the teaching of the tzaddik to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But the tzaddik is just a hollow channel, that's all he is. And so 
ultimately, whatever it looks like the tzaddik is doing, it's all HaKadosh Baruch. Hashem puts up the Mishkan. But the way that Hashem wanted it is that there should be tzaddikim, who, who HaKadosh Baruch who says, okay, on, on the level of our Avaida, we bring the Mishkan to them. And then they're the ones that seem to be putting it up. Ultimately, HaKadosh Baruch who puts up the Mishkan. But this is, uh, this is an important teaching in terms of being mitchazek and mechazek ourselves day in, day out. Not to become discouraged and to shift, even beyond that, to shift our perspective with regard to what tefillah and espoidedus is and are. It's more, than, it's more than just davening for things and then I hope that it will come true and if it doesn't come true, so then forget it, I give up. It's, it's much more than that. Tefillah as an end unto itself. When we come to tefillah, it needs to be with the consciousness of soif kal soif. We come not because we hope that what we're davening for will manifest in our lives, although there's certainly a part of that. And even that is with the intention that we want, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should have the simcha of knowing that no Jew is suffering, because when we suffer, he suffers. So it's still for him, like the Nav Shachayim talks about at length in the Kedusha Slavi in many places. It's, it's all for Hashem. But beyond that, we recognize tefillah in and of itself is a tremendous tikkun. It is a tremendous infusion of clarity in our lives. So that when we walk away from tefillah, irrespective of whether our tefillah is answered on the spot or tomorrow or next week or next month or next year or next decade and so on, we already had our answer. Because tefillah itself is a gift, to quote Rav Hutner, which we oftentimes do. Tefillah is not to get you out of trouble. Trouble is to get you into tefillah. That's what trouble is for, to get you into tefillah. Tefillah is the end, not the means. And so this is a very powerful teaching to tell us not to be foolish. Okay, so that's just the hashlama of Sichasran Samach Ches. And now let's turn to the next teaching of Sichasran Samach Tes, number 69. And the tzaddik says like this. The Gemara Sachim comments on a common word that we find throughout Tehillim, Lam Natseach, Lam Natseach Beneginois, Lam Natseach, constantly we see this word, Lam Natseach, to the composer. But the Gemara in, in, in Psachim teaches that the word Lam Natseach means that David HaMelech is telling all of Am Yisrael when we learn Tehillim, when we say Tehillim, when we embody Tehillim and reflect what's being taught in Tehillim, that the word Lam Natseach means Zamru Sin, Lemishemenatschen Aisai, it's a conjugation of the words Minatseach and Sameach, Lam Natseach. That a Baruch Hu rejoices when he is, so to speak, conquered. When we emerge victorious over Hashem, Hashem is Sameach. Zamru, sing to the one, Lemi, Lam Natseach, to the one that Sheminatschen Oisai, even when he's conquered. And we, Kivyachu, force him to change his mind, whatever this means. Hashem doesn't change. But on, on, on the level of our relating to him within uh, experience of time and space, Vesameach, Hashem rejoices over this. Says Rabbi Nachman, what does this mean? Each and every Jew needs, so to speak, to conquer Hashem. To conquer Hashem. What does this mean? That even though it may appear to a Jew, 
that Hashem has no interest in bringing him close, has no interest in opening the gates, has no interest in demonstrating for him the path that will take this person from where they are to an elevated way of existence, of, of a life of dveikus. Because this person has blemished so much that Hashem has no chas v'shalom. It seems like Hashem has no interest. And this very important word that it's not as if he's changed. Even now, he's still not able to find a way of aligning his life with the ideal of what he knows his life should look like. It's very challenging. All of us, we all know where we need to go. But it's many, 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 many staircases to get there. And we're trying step by step, step by step. But there's a constant level of, of, of anxiety just built into the human experience and the inability of doing everything that all of us want so much to do. What all of us would give, Mamish, that we should have the Yishav Adas of spending a few hours every day, at least the Chalapachas, the hour that Rabbi Nachman spoke about in the context of his Spoidudus, but just time, time for learning, time for, for mindfulness, Focusing inward, cultivating our inner world. Time for davening, time for espoidudus. Life is busy, life is hectic. So the person wants very much to come close to Hashem. The person's begging Hashem, bring me close to you. Rebbe Shalom, I want to be close to you. And it seems like Hashem ain't a roitzelikarvai. Either because of all the blemishes of the past, or the fact that right now we're not on whatever madrego we feel very deeply we should be holding by. Says the Rebbe, and this relates very much to the teaching we just learned, even so, a person needs to strengthen him or herself very, very, very much. And to spread himself out in front of Hashem, so to speak. And to lift his or her hands up to Hashem. That Hashem should have mercy on us. And to bring us close to His service, even if we don't deserve it, and even if, in accordance with Midas Adin, Hashem is pushing us away, whatever it is. And here, Rabbi Nachman gives us these very beautiful personal words, which we can imagine as emerging from the most broken of hearts, where the Yid says, Mamish, he's, he's stamped into the mud and he's, he's laying, metaphorically, he's, he's laying in the, in, the, in the filth of the tivus and lowliness and, and, and he can't control himself. And just in a moment of, of, of total brokenness, broken openness, and a deep-seated rut zone that gives him just a little bit more energy to just lift his head just a little bit. And, and he whispers, Afalp Kane. Even so, Ani writes Elias Yisraeli. I want to be a Jew, Rebbeinu I want to be a Yid. Afal Pikain. I know who I am, and I know what I've done, and I know maybe even what I'm doing now. But Afal Pikain, Rebbeinu Shalom. Ani writes Elias Yisraeli. Make me into a Yid. Make me into a Jew. Nimsa says Rabbi Nachman, it emerges, This person wants, so to speak, to conquer Hashem. Even though he knows that this is just, that the, that the gates are locked before him. He's not able to find a way in. But he has this holy stubbornness, what's called the Azaz to Kedusha. To force Hashem, so to speak, to change his mind to break past all the boundaries, like a child to a father who knows that the father's angry, or the father's upset, or the parent's upset. But the child knows that there's always a way in. There's always a way in. Sure, there's a midas haddin. 
But like Rabbi Nachman teaches in Tarakuf Tasvav, Hashem's love for Jews is greater than his love for Mishpat. Hashem is Ayyiv Tzedakah Mishpat, but he's also Ayyiv Ami Yisrael. And Rabbi Nachman, based on the Zaraka, this teaches us that Hashem's love for Yisrael is greater than his love for Mishpat. Ava Mikalkeles Es Hashura, the Pasik says. Love causes all boundaries to disintegrate. But we have to demonstrate how much we want it. And keep on coming back, even though we don't see our efforts are paying off. Afal Pikein, this very beautiful four words. Afal Pikein, even so. Even so. Despite whatever level of MS is working to lock me out of the gates of holiness, like Rabbi Nassim says in Likut Alachas a number of times, that's only MS. MS might lock you out. But MS la amitoi, the true truth, the truth beyond truth, a more purified version of the truth that emerges from Hashem's love for Am Yisrael, enables us to always say, Afal Pikein, even so. Ein shum yish ba'ilam klal. Ani Yisraeli. I want to be close to you. More than anything, I want to be close to you. I'm having trouble, but I want to be close to you. Rabbi Nachman says that when you do this, you conquer Hashem. You can emerge victorious, so to speak. So beautifully, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has so much joy from this. Hashem takes so much delight in this. When we don't allow Him, so to speak, to stick with the straight and narrow of the Midas Adin, and we have a couple of doors slammed in our face and we go home. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is closing the door like He does in the context of the story of the Lost Princess, chapter 3, in the story of our lives, not to cause the princess to run away to her room as she makes the mistake of doing in the story, but because he wants us to demonstrate how much we want to get back in, how much, he, how much we refuse to budge from the place of the doorway, and how much we're willing to knock for eternity to demonstrate the way in which we're desperate for a connection, even though we may not deserve it. Because to us, it's not a matter of deserving or not deserving. It's a matter of, I can't live without this. So even if I'm not deserving, have mercy, have rahmanas. So I'm, you're right. I, I, I don't have whatever voucher I need to, to, to get some bread in the 1920s during the Great Depression, whatever it is, but I'm going to die in the street, right? So yeah, the MS is that I don't have a voucher, but the MS Lamita is, is that you're a normal person. And you're not going to allow a person just because of a technicality to, pe- to perish, to pass away. This is what it is when we come to HaKadosh Baruch We say, listen, I don't have the voucher, but I, I need this to live. I need you to live. So even though you're right, I haven't achieved the high madregas of Kedusha and I, and, and, and I haven't done all the tikkunim necessary and, and I'm sure that in accordance with that pasuk, there are walls that go up when a Jew is, is involved in the ego and there's a Kodesh Baruch and it just it can't be. When we speak, Hashem is silent. When we're silent, so then Hashem can speak. But we're speaking all the time and, 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 our, and, our, and our inner identity is manifesting all the time to the extent that it shuts Hashem out of our lives. All of this may be true and al-pidin, Din Taira. This is the fact. It's the, it's the MS. But then we say, fine, but even though I'm not deserving of it, I, 
I can't live any other way. It's a, it's a whole different, it's a whole different conversation when you're speaking about oxygen. It's a, it's a different conversation. It's not anymore a matter of a lottery ticket, like did you win or didn't you win, and you'll carry on your life and you'll play the next lottery. It's not a matter of that. When it's a matter of that, so then laws are laws, facts are facts. And to the yid that taka views kirvas elokim in this way, so the midas adin remains midas adin, because you see that you can continue living without it. So Hashem closes the door in your face, you say, you're right, okay, mechila, I didn't, I didn't have the right voucher. You turn around and walk away, and that's, and that's that. It's only to the yid who knows that there is no walking away, because if he walks away from that door, he walks directly off a cliff, and that's the end of his existence, because he cannot live in a state of existential loneliness, I can't survive. So that kind of perspective elicits from within HaKadosh Baruch Hu the level of the Ma'arechet HaChesed, which is a Ma'arechet, which is a framework that goes beyond Midas HaDin. So it's, you're, this is very deep. I don't see any of your faces, which makes it challenging for me always when I'm giving shir, no pressure at all to, to turn on the video. But, I, so, but, but there's, there's something very deep here. There's a correlation between the kind of Jew that will express this afal pikein and the success in awakening on the other side the level of mercy necessary to cause for this person who doesn't deserve it to still become the beneficiary of Kirves Elukim. It's, it's a cause and effect. To the extent that he doesn't feel this way, doesn't care to say afal pikein, because he taka views it like a voucher for some kind of prize, or for some kind of something that he could do without. So then, he's still within the system of Midas Adin. So Midas Adin says, I'm sorry, you don't deserve it. You don't have the voucher. But when a person demonstrates the way in which we view Kirves Elohim, not as something that we could theoretically do without, but something that's our very lifeblood, and the way that we're desperately trying, and we keep on coming back and keep on coming back, despite all the challenges, and we keep on saying, Afal Piken, Afal Piken, and expressing strong Ritzayinus, and demonstrating the way in which we're willing to put those Ritzayinus into action by constantly trying, whether it's, let's talk about the internet, you know, filter after filter, Tachbulis, you know, there's no filter that's perfect, but demonstrate the way in which you want to close the breach. You're not happy to find some kind of, just using this as a muscle, it's prevalent, certainly for the men, you're not happy when, when, when you find a loophole in a filter. Not right. That, that's that's a that's a that's a tragedy, right? And and whatever it is, whatever takes over Yitzhar and so on and so forth, But the minute afterwards, you 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 find a way to close that breach of pure to make sure that doesn't happen again, because our rutzon amiti is not to find a way around it. Our rutzon amiti is to build a relationship with Hashem that's so incredibly vital that we simply can't breathe without it. And when we do that. Then HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, okay, now I see that it's something else with you. And yes, I'm Ayyav Din, but now it's a question of life and death. So now it's a question of Pikuach Nevesh Doi Cheshabes. Now it's a, it, it becomes a whole different set of rules. Now it's not a question of Emes, now it's a question of Emes La'amitai. And this can conquer HaKadosh Baruch Hu in such a way that can bring miracles in a person's life. If we can get to a level where we begin to view a relationship with Hashem in such a way, that itself opens tremendous gates. And a Baruch Hu proliferates with the joy 
of Ahava Mikalkelis is Ashura, the simcha that's connected to love, the simcha that's connected to a relationship, where it's not simply a, a, a technical transactional Judaism, a checklist of behavior, behavioral norms, but it's, it's the deepest kirva there is. Hashem is simcha has great joy from this. When so to speak, we conquer him. Very powerful. Says the Rebbe in Lakuta Maran Torah 124, a very similar teaching. I couldn't just learn this piece in Sikhs Ram without also bringing this because they're Mamish one, one teaching. And says over there, to start from the word shir, shir mizmar lam natseach, as it says in Tehillim, zamru lemisha menatzchen ay sayve sameach. David HaMelech is saying, sing a song to the one who when conquered, he's besimcha. That's how we describe Hashem. The one that when he's conquered, and he's pushed, so to speak, into, into a corner, and we, we don't give up, and we, and we demonstrate how much we need him, he's besimcha from this. And even though we may not be deserving, HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes down and saves our lives. Says Rabbi Nachman, when a Jew speaks before Hashem, and expresses himself with all different ways of tainus, bakashis, different, different, different strategies of convincing Hashem, so to speak, to open the gates for us. It's as if we're coming to to. To change Hashem, Hashem Hashem doesn't change. To change Hashem's mind, so to speak. To conquer Him. To force Him, so to speak. It's like knocking down the walls of heaven. This gives Hashem great pleasure. Hashem doesn't want that we should simply take stock of our situation and say, all right, this is what it is. I understand it. This, it totally makes sense. I'm not, I'm not deserving. So okay, I submit to the Midas Adin. It's not what Hashem wants. He wants us to demonstrate to Him the, the way in which this is Pikuach Nefesh. And if it's Pikuach Nefesh, then it's Toich Shabbos. Then it's a, it's a different, it's a different, uh, it's a different category. Al Kain therefore says, Rabbi Nachman, Shaleachli Diburim, to the Jew who was willing to take the first step into his spoidedus, to try, Hashem will send him diburim, words that you never thought you had. Ways of talking, of thinking, of describing, of expressing that you never thought you had. He didn't prepare a, a, a speech. That's what a spoidedus is, free-flowing. Sometimes you can't find the words. That's also okay. That's also fine. But sometimes the words flow forth. Says Rabbi Nachman, where did those words come from? They came from Hashem. Hashem is sending you the words that will be necessary to, to convince him, to conquer him. Because that's Hashem's privilege. That's Hashem's pleasure. That's Hashem's delight. Because if this weren't true, it couldn't be. We don't have the opportunity and the ability and the, and the, and the capability to go ahead and to... And to so to speak, to force Hashem to do something that He wasn't doing until now, we don't have that 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 ability. We're puny human beings. Kadosh Baruch who's the immovable, absolute, the, the the infinite one. So, so how could this be that it's Shaykh? Because it is Shaykh. Hakadosh Baruch Hu Himself is sending us the words that we need to conquer. 
to conquer him. This itself is a very big chizuk. Because one of the reasons that people oftentimes balk at the idea of implementing his spoidedness in their lives, they say, listen, I was never good with my words. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not able to come up with what to say. I can't, I can't speak to my wife. How can I, you know, I can't, I, I can't, I'm just not a conversationalist. I, I don't know how to, how to put my feelings into words. So Rabbi Nachman says, it's fine. You don't need to. Watch the way that Hashem sends you words. Watch the way that before you know it, words that you never thought you would be able to find, that you'd be able to say. I'm sure some of you know that this is true. I know for myself this mom is true. Sometimes in a spudis, you're talking things out. It, 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 just in the talking, there are breakthroughs, different ways of viewing certain things. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. And that's mamish. Rabbi Nachman says, we didn't bring the source here, Rabbi Nachman says in Lekut Tamar Antarakuf, Nunvav, which I also have a, a shir on in SoundCloud, where the tzaddik says that the diburim that pour forth from our heart in his spoidedus is a bechina of ruach hakodesh mamish. So bechina of ruach hakodesh, he says heim dibur heim divrei Hashem barach mamish. They're Hashem's words. They're not your words. It's mamish ruach hakodesh. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Rebbe appends to this teaching the Torah, the the pasuk in Tilim that says lecha amarli bibakshu panai, lecha to you amarli be my heart speaks. And I think he quotes Rashi over there, if I'm not mistaken, that Rashi says, Lecha bishlichuscha. It doesn't just mean, Lecha amar libi, my heart says to you, but my heart says in your service. Bishlichuscha, Lecha. Bishlichuscha, my heart is sent words. And that's why it speaks. I don't speak. I watch the way that my innermost core comes to life. And begins to articulate its deepest yearnings and longings for you, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, on the level of bikuach nefesh, on the level of midas hadin is midas hadin, but afal pikein. Like even so, ani writes Elias Yisraeli. I have the strongest rutzin in the world to be a Jew because I cannot live without you, Rebbeinu Shalaylam. And then you tap into Emes Lamita. That's a whole different world. It's a whole different Yiddishkeit, and all the different pragmatic structures of growth and it falls away. It's a beginning of Dilug. It's a beginning of Pesach. It's a beginning of, for example, Yesh Koina Ilamai Bisha Achas, like we see in the Gemara so many times, that there, are tzaddik, that, 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 that there are people who are very far from being Tzadikim, Madregas, and in one minute, Yesh Koina Ilamai Bisha Achas, they, they get to the highest, highest, highest Madregas. There are different personalities that we find, different stories of Yidin, that in one moment, what's called in the Zara Kodesh, B'Shata Chada, B'Riga Chada, in, in one minute, everything changed. And this is also, Rabbi Nachman refers to, which we already learned, I think in a previous teaching, Yesh Inyan, says the Rebbe, there's an Akuda, Sha'akolnes Ha'pech L'Toiva, where everything flips, everything changes, everything transforms. Yesh Inyan, there is an Inyan like that. I, but doesn't make sense. What about what about all that we know about Mesil Sharm and structured growth and, and everything that we know about you know having to be deserving and needing Madragas and Kedusha to access different levels? All of that is true in the Ma'reches of Midas Adin. And that's Taka true. And as to the best of our ability, we have to try to work through that system and to journey from one parak of Mesil Sharm to the next parak. Uh, letters, uh, 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 levels on a ladder, rungs 
on a ladder. Like the Messiah Sharm says, you can't get to the later Madrigas until you go step by step. That's got to be true. And all of us are trying to do that. And all of us know what we need to work on and practically implement because it's not an Indian either to sit all day and say, Rabbi Shalom, I'm desperate for a relationship with you. I can't breathe without you. But then tachlis, we're not putting in the work. Then it's empty. Then it rings hollow. Even though it's not not true because on the deepest, deepest, deepest level, it's true. Every Yid wants as much as possible to be close to Hashem. But we have to demonstrate that we're put, we're, we're we're striving, we're trying within the system of din. So that's, tr- that, that's true, and we need to respect that, and we need to work within that. However, it's important to be aware of this place that's called Ava Mikalkeles Asashura. That's called Oyhev Amma Yisrael that transcends Oyhev Tzedako Mishpat. That's called Afal Pikein. And he writes Elias Yisraeli. And that that brings Hashem tremendous simcha. When he sees, okay, this Yid got it. Like he, this is what I want. This is what I wanted Yiddishkeit to be. Not a culture, communities, you know, social events. It's all good. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted it to be an individual journey. An intense, personal experience. That's what Yiddishkeit is intended to be. That's all that Sadiqim tell us. It's Chazal tell us, Rachman Ali Babai. And that's what tefillah is supposed to be. Ezu avoida shebeleiv havi oimer zu And is there any more powerful tefillah than the tefillah of this? Ani roitz elias Yisraeli, which is mirrored in Tehillim. David Melech saying, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Al tashlicheni milfanach. Don't cast me from before your face. Al tashlicheni v'rachadcha kadcha al tikach mimeni. Why? Because David Melech was deserving. Because he came with a whole list of reasons why he's deserving for Hashem to not take away. No, because he wouldn't use that terminology. Al-Tashlicheni means that David on whatever level felt on his madrega that he was deserving of being thrown away. But Afal Pikein, Al-Tashlicheni Milfanecha. Not because I deserve it. David Melech is 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 an, is an anivevio, and David Melech knows that he's he's sitting by the Pesach all the time. Pischali Sharit Sedek that he never feels that he's made it. That's the that's the bechina of David Melech. His leib nizbar benidka likim leisibze karav Hashem lachol kairav lachol Hashem yikru beemes beemes beemes. Even if they're not deserving, that's the soyd of David Melech. Al tashlicheni milfanecha, afal pikein, ani elias yisraeli. Now, outside the context of this desperate kind of plea and the kind of Yiddishkeit that it connotes, that it implies, that we're interested in experiencing in this level of dveikas and closeness to Hashem, this is a very strange expression. Ani elias yisraeli. I would like to be a Jew. What does this mean? That, that's a strange way of expressing wanting to be cl- close to Hashem, wa- wanting to access different, you know, higher madrigas of Kedusha. You are already a Jew, presumably, right? Not talking about a person that's coming to be Megayer. We're talking about a Yid. So where is this, where, where is there space for a Jew to ever express himself in such a way? And he writes Elias Yisraeli. You are have a nice day. <laughs> you, you already are. What is this? Ani writes I want to be a yid. So for this, we absolutely have to take a journey a hundred years into the future from Sicha Saran, since the time Sicha Saran was written, to journey to Warsaw in Poland. To journey to the base Medrash of Rav Kleinimus Kalman Shapira, the Pia Satsana Rebbe, the Helige Eish Kodesh. It's a very, very famous, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful teaching 
from the Piyasatzna Rebbe in the segment of Achshar Savrechim, which is one of his farim, that's called Savviziras. It's a slim little section in the back of the Sefer. And it's essentially diary entries that he wrote for himself, very personal, very visceral, like the, the, the most lucid, open, clear, authentic, vulnerable teachings that you find by the, by the tzaddikim, pretty much, with, with, with an incredible level of distinction. They're remarkably unique. And this teaching is probably the most vulnerable among them. Let's read this together, and maybe this will give us a little bit of a clue as to what we're davening for when we say, Says the Heilig Apiyasetzner Abba, he, he writes like this, Baruch Hashem He says, I've already entered into the 40th year, which means that he's 39, right? Because from year zero to year one is not a year. And so when you turn 39, you are in your 40th year. He says, I'm already... Well into my 40th year, he's 39 when he's writing these words. He didn't live that much longer, tragically. He was murdered by the Nazis, as we all know. He says, in another few months, I will be a complete 40 years old. So Samaras, meaning to say, the days of my decline have already begun. Right? I mean, maybe Shivim Shana Shana. We hope we daven that we should all live 120 years, and Baruch Hashem, the lifespan today is is very, very, very different than it was then. Um, Hashem, people are living much longer. But after 40, is already Chelik Beis. It's already the second volume of of life. Now. It's uh, quote unquote downhill from here. It's uphill from here. But physically speaking, a person begins to become a little bit weaker. The ailments of, of, of the second half of life begin to settle in. Listen to how he writes. He says, my heart is trembling. It's filled with fear. I'm not trembling because my days are passing. Because this is the way of the world. This is why I was born. It's to experience this journey. That's fine. That's not why I'm fearful. Listen how he writes on his level, on his madrega. It's, it's unbelievable. Rakhmindalus shnoisai. He says, it's from the paucity of my years, the impoverishment of my years. It's even hard to say. It's, it's him saying this. I, we can never dare say this about it, Tzadik. We know that this isn't true. But on his exalted madrega, in his anivas, this is how he felt. And he felt it so strongly that he actually wrote it, not because it would be read by thousands of people. He wrote it to himself. And it was discovered later and it was printed. He says, it's because I feel and I get the sense that my life is passing bedalus verekus with, with a sense of emptiness. Beshiflus vikatnas with a sense of, of lowliness and smallness. And here he addresses his neshama. And he says, Hoi ben Adam, ben Adam. He says, I, human being, Hayamim shal chakfar avru. Your days are passing. And it's only now, he says, on the cusp of the second half of life, on the second half of the cliff 
of development. It's only when that experience of aging begins to set in. Only now you've thought to return. And he says, even now, am I certain that from now, again on his madrega, I'm going to be able to make it? There were so many other times in my life that passed by with a great spirit of hope, and all kinds of promises, and all kinds of, of, uh, of resolutions. What did I make of them? And in his poetic way, he describes, Like snow on a summer day, they melted and they faded into oblivion. He says, Don't you remember, he says to himself, even before you turned the bar mitzvah, and also before the wedding, then also I felt this sense of, of gravity, of, of, of life setting in. And, okay, now I'm going to be very serious. And I said then to, Okay, now i got to really start taking life seriously on his madrega. But it echoes true for each of us, certainly, for certainly for myself. Halavai. That we have this experience, you know, time and time again, we, Yom Kippur, or different times throughout life. Now I'm going to start. Now it's, now it's getting serious. I'm just going to live for Hashem alone. So he says, Which tragically did not happen. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give me long years. And if I'll live into my 40th year, Like who knows if it will just be the same old, same old like it was before my bar mitzvah, before my wedding. He says, it's very possible that my fear, the awe that I feel, the clarity that I feel, together with the hope that I feel, it will pass away. And it will also fade away. And I won't remember anything. So he says over here, he says, Alna. Where are we now? One second. He says, Alna es yaish ata. But oi libi mizazeam in shlesarbom. But he says, I will not allow myself to despair. As my heart trembles, minshnasarbom asher lenegdi. From this 40th year, as we're getting close. The beginning of old, older age, aging begins to set in. My limbs are trembling and shaking one to the next because we realize that life is fleeting. And there comes a time when it becomes viscerally clear to us that we won't live forever. And that we need to make something of ourselves in this world and to try to. Anasa, he says, let me try So he says, okay, I'm, I'm not going to be discouraged by the fact that in previous times in my life it didn't pan out. I'm going to go ahead and to make a Kabbalah. He writes for himself in his own personal writings, in his diary. Going to make a Kabbalah. To finally bind myself with Hashem. Again, on his madrega, it was at Sadiq Yisrael with a complete and 
eternal bond, because you never know, maybe Taka, this time it will work. Now listen to these words. Uma akabel alai. So he says, what should I accept upon myself? Lilmad yoiser? To learn more? Kim dumani, he says, it appears to me, He says, as far as I'm able to see in my schedule, I don't waste any time. That's what he writes. So to him, it wasn't a Kabbalah to learn more. There was no learning more. He was already learning as much as he possibly could without wasting a minute. He says, should I resolve to distance myself from my taivas, from my base desires? He says, if my Yitzhar is not fooling me, Baruch Hashem, he says, at the age of 39, he says, I'm, I, I don't have issues with that anymore. <laughs> Listen to these mantragas that he's on. He's trying to look for a Kabbalah to take on himself. It's an amazing thing. And he's having a hard time figuring out what he should accept on himself because he's already, he's already there. Listen to this. So he says, what am I missing then? Just to be a Jew. Just to be a Jew. What does this mean? Just to be a Jew is missing in the Piyasetz Nareba's life, despite the fact that he learns as much as he can, he davens with as much kavan as he can, and he's distant from Taivas as much as he could possibly be distant. Apparently, a person can have all of those things, again, on his level, but it's certainly true for our level, and still be missing the essence of the essence of the essence of what all of those things are supposed to cause us to feel and to experience and to identify as. Pashut Lias Yehudi, just the simple tremor of religiosity, of Yiddishkeit, that courses through our veins, that avails us the experience of a Yiddishkeit that's not simply bound to a Midas Hadin, a transactional connection with Hashem, but that penetrates our bones, our essence, to such an extent that pikuach nefesh, that afal pikein, and he writes Elias Yehudi. This is something else. Doima anibe einai, and with this we'll finish. He says, "It seems to me the way that I see myself again, it, such anivas that he's saying this with. Obviously, it wasn't true for him." Obviously, halavai, we should have a, a, a fragment of a chalik, of a percentage of, 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 of the peace that's in the Rebbe's Yiddishkeit, Yehudikeit, halavai, halavai, on his madrega. He says, the way that I see myself is Kitsuras Adam Mitsuyeres. It's like a fully formed person, Shakalba, that has everything. Hagvanim has the complexion of a person, Hatsura has the form of a person. But Rak Achas Chaseira, but one thing is missing, Hanashama Chaseira. The soul is missing. He says, that's the way that I feel. And then he turns to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Riboy Neshala master of the, of the world, creator of heaven and earth, Tzoyfu umabit kol ne'elam. You who sees into the depths of all that is concealed, that is hidden. Lifanecha esvadim, lifanecha eschanan. He says, before you HaKadosh Baruch Hu, esvada, I am very openly confessing 
and before your presence, I'm supplicating. I am cast away and distant from you. I know how distant I am. This is on his madrega, but again, for each of us to know on our madrega, and I can only speak for myself, on my madrega. I know how far I am. I want to become a ger. It's not a matter, Rebbe of helping me in this nikud or that nikuda or helping so that I can slowly but surely take away the layers of all the different barriers that are standing between me and you. It's, it's a matter of of leaping into a mikvah. I want to be a Jew. I want to be a Yid. I don't just want to be a human being that happens to have a lot of Talmudic knowledge crammed into his brain. I don't just want to be a person that's disciplined enough to show up and to read words off pages three times a day that we don't think about or feel about. That on the outside it looks like a Yid. On the outside, it looks like a Jewish person. It's doing all the mitzvahs and sending his kids to, from schools and so on and so forth. But it's a, it could be like a corpse. Mamish like a corpse. And that person will get Gan Eden in the next world. And the person is changing the world. It's beautiful. And it's the sweetest thing in the world. But on a Lichat Chila level, you and I both know that that's not doing it for us in this generation. This generation wants Liz Geyer to become Yidin. Not to act Jewishly, but that a spirit of Jewishness should penetrate the innermost, hiddenmost pockets of our being. Reboina Shalla Master of the World, Heshi'eni, save me, Shalai Avale Eshairishnoisai, Bain Chaimre Asainavikalbi, that I shouldn't waste the rest of my years. And they weren't many. Tragically. And none of us have anything assured to us. Hashem should bless us. We should live long and happy. We have to, we have to remember. Yayim. person should be conscious. That I shouldn't waste the rest of my time away with my donkey and my dog. Right? It means with, with Gashmias. Bring me close to you. Carry me. Chamber within chamber, kshar oisi elecha, tie me to you. Such visceral terminology, so intense. Tie me to you. In a way of total openness, expansivity for all eternity, forever. This is what Rabbi Nachman is saying over here. That each of us need to hold on. That even though despite we have doors slammed in our face, despite that it's not working, we don't come up with the words, and we don't feel that we have the terminology to express ourselves, we show up again and again and again. We don't see that it's showing any fruition. And we bring our contribution to the Mishkan, and we put it down, and we try to set it up, and it just keeps on falling over. It doesn't even stand. To recognize that Kodesh Baruch Hu doesn't intend to push you away HaKadosh Baruch Hu intends to draw the true you close, close, closer than anything that we can imagine. 
Any experience of being pushed away is in fact an opportunity of drawing close. Use that opportunity to express your Ratzin. Ki af al pikein ani Yisraeli. We should be zeicha chaver. We should be zeicha not to give up. We should be zeicha to remember soif kol soif. Put an end to that kind of thinking. All there is is hayoyim. There's just today. And there's just me needing to be as open as possible, authentic as possible, real with Hashem as possible, desperately yearning for Him as possible, along with trying the best that I can to make kalim for that rutzen in the way of the midas hadin. But never to think that if the midas hadin thing is not working out, there's no hope for you. Pikuach nefesh, stoicha everything. Pikuach nefesh. This is how we should be longing and yearning for a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu on the level of Pikuach Nefesh. And in so doing, it awakens HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mercy in a, in a tremendous, tremendous way. Okay, Yashukah thank you so much for joining and wishing everybody the most amazing, amazing rest of the week. Thank you so, so much. It's so wonderful to learn with you. Thank you. Kaltav, have an amazing week. Ba'ava Rabba.